Thank you for joining us and welcome to a very special series called Shock Your Job Search Potential. I'm your host, Michael Sherlock, and over the next few weeks, we will introduce you to experts in the fields of recruiting, hiring, and interviewing, providing both job seekers and hiring managers with valuable information. We also highlight a wealth of resources for vets and their families. Listen in to Shock Your Career Potential. To learn more about all of our programs, visit us at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. Joining me for this session that we're going to uh, dive in a little deeper about how a job seeker can differentiate by doing some research in a company and on a company, I am joined today by Henry Landau. And uh, Henry is a CEO of First Health Pro. So Henry, first of all, welcome. Thank you for joining us in this uh, Job Seekers Summit. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here and um, I'll try to do my best to share the best advice that I have I've learned in the past few years since I opened my business and I'm still learning. It's a constant thing that's going on in life always learning. Absolutely. And we're always learning. We have to look at it that way. So I think it's a perfect way to look at it. Well, what I'd like to have you do first is talk a little bit about your business and, you know, why you, well, maybe even give a little bit of why you decided to go into this as, as your own business, your own company. Okay. So uh, about two years ago, I, when I opened this business, I was always more of a people person. So I always like to have those conversations with people, try to help people. And then the, the place that I used to work was a, basically an e-commerce, um, Amazon thing. So, um, and, and I used to get very, very bored. So used to sit by the computer all day and not talking to anyone and just uh, used to drive me nuts. So I uh, decided that I have to go out and do something that I love and that I want to do and that I'm going to enjoy doing even the hard times. So then, uh, unfortunately, I have someone that come along and helped me out um, developing this type of business because it's really hard to get into the field and especially in healthcare because it's so competitive. So I had someone, a family member that helped me out. I have a few friends that helped me out opening this business. And I, from right on the start, I love doing it because it's a people business and you talk to people all the time and you... Uh, connect with people, connect to people. So as a recruiter, I think that, uh, and at some point in time, I think it'll be a good question for us too, is, you know, is the role of the recruiter is not just to, you know, help somebody find a job or not just to find uh, somebody to put in a position for a company, but, you know, my interactions with recruiters over the years have, have always felt like a good match. Like they're going to help me because ultimately they want me to be successful being placed. But also when I've been on the side of the business where I needed to work with recruiters that, you know, I've always felt like they were really looking out for me. So it's kind of a little bit of a matchmaking kind of relationship. Do you see it that way? Yeah, it definitely is. Um, definitely have to have the skills and like, if an employer wants a new uh, an employee to come work for them and they are making a job search, definitely have to, to be able to look on the resume and see if it's a good fit. Because if it's not a good fit, it's not going to be good, not for your personal brand, for your company, and for the recruiter as well, because the recruiter is like 
everybody can go on Indeed and take a, down a few resumes and say, hey, I, I have you candidates, and then try to get paid whatever the fee is. But uh, a good recruiter will never forward you a resume that is not a good match and will really make sure that, hey, he has this type of experience that you need, he has this type of qualifications, he has a certificate and this and that. He has all those things going on in his life and he would really be fit for your company and for your culture. So uh, to your point, it is a matchmaking and it's, and it's like a matchmaking. So you got to match the job to the candidates and some, sometimes it will work and sometimes not. So you got to be careful with that. I think that's a really great point on so many levels. And I know that when we talked um, a little bit before today, you know, I was talking about how many people I know as, as part of their job search where they just go and hit apply, apply, apply. And they're basically just trying to, you know, put it out there, you know, a little shotgun kind of approach. And yet there's a piece missing. So even if you find somebody and their resume matches what you're, uh, the, the employer that you're helping to recruit for, what do you think is important for that individual, that job seeker, in terms of trying to prep before that interview or, you know, to research the company? What, and they've, they've got a responsibility in there as well, but I think that there's a lot of people who don't take that. So, you know, what are your takes or what are your thoughts on, you know, what a person really should do to research a company and a job before they either hit apply or before they say, okay, yeah, here, Henry, here's my resume, go ahead and pass it on. Because I, I think it's important that there's some piece in that, but I'm not sure what it, what you think about from your perspective. So it definitely um, should be some sort of research doing before adding apply. The only way that I can say hit apply right away is if it's a fit on a hundred percent basis. And, uh, and if it's a very niche, um, job search so it's not going to be a lot of candidates applying so if it's something that is a high end and you know that it's not going to be too much candidates in the process and you know for sure that your resume shows the message that they need then it's a good thing maybe to apply but it's always better to go ahead and do some research so small research can always help so you can go to Glassdoor and indeed and they all have company reviews. So under Glassdoor, they're not just a job searching site. Glassdoor actually has a ton of reviews on each and every company that is out there. And you can go ahead and see the reviews, the way they work, the culture, and the pros and the cons. An interesting thing, people always say, okay, I'm going to Glassdoor, but the interesting thing is indeed last year um, got more reviews than Glassdoor. So indeed, nice. we built up their company reviews in the last two or three years. It used to be just Glassdoor right now and indeed has reached, I don't I remember the name, the number, what they mentioned. I think they mentioned like something, 1.4 million reviews or something like that. The, the account manager said that they actually reached more than Glassdoor. So that was an achievement for them. So, uh, so definitely go ahead and check that out. And the second step would be go on LinkedIn, go on Facebook and see if you're connected with someone that is in that company. And it's always better to send your application through email rather than go through the whole process in the system and the APS system. <laughs> so always try to go onto the chain of command and see, okay, uh, I know this guy that knows that guy. 
and the, he can make the introduction and that will always work out for the better. What do you think, you know, you were talking about Glassdoor. I think that brings up a great question. Um, and I don't know, it's been a long time since I've, you know, it's been a while since I've been in the job search, but um, with Glassdoor, is it, um, I think I've always thought it was for maybe higher paid positions. Um, but when I have looked at reviews, it seems to me that a number of the reviews are slanted towards the negative about a company. Do you see any balance in that or am I, is, is my perception on, on point? Okay, so the, here's the thing. Most of the people that have a good experience with any company won't write a review. That's a, That's fact, a great point. <laughs> right? So the, the only people that do write reviews are negative people. So they say, hey, you ripped me off. I'm going to go on and I'm going to drag you on, on all over social media. I'm going to post on Facebook, LinkedIn, everyone. So that's number one that you should take in mind. Any review side that you have, you should take that in mind because that's a real factor that's going to happen anywhere. So, uh, and the second point is you got to look on the reviews overall. You can't look on the first and second reviews and say, hey, I'm going to judge based on that review because they're always going to be angry clients especially if, if it's a big company and they had dealt with so many people that it's going to happen. It's not just a thing at perfect company. So it's always going to happen. People say on Amazon bad things and people say on Tesla bad things, even though they're the greatest companies. So um, you're not going to be able to avoid that. The only thing uh, that you can do is try to take overall. If you see all the comments are negative, which, really doesn't happen a lot, then it's a problem because mm -hmm. then, then it shows that something is wrong here. If there is 20, 30 comments and all of them are negative, that means something is wrong with that company. But mm -hmm. you will always find some of them good and uh, some of them bad. And the same goes for the opposite because there are some companies that say for all their employees, you have to put on a glass or review. So oh, oh the, really? You mean they'll, they'll require them to, to put up something and make it good? Yeah, there is. I, I've heard of that. I have a candidates that say that. So, um, so if you see everything is good, something is fishy about that as well. So <laughs> I'd I, say so. I had a, I had on my company page a few reviews. All of them was basically good because it was in my circle that I tried to get reviews online, and I waited for the day someone should come in and write something negative, and finally something someone did. <laughs> and you're like, yay, I have balance. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I love it. You know, I, and I think that's really important because, you know, kind of in our society where we're so quick to, uh, you know, type our responses, um, you know, without thinking through them is that, you know, not everything that you see that's negative is reflective. Often that is because you had disgruntled workers or environments. But I think your point is really solid to say if you see everything good or everything bad, you know, you've got to take that into balance as well. So, um, so you suggested, you know, looking at Glassdoor, looking at Indeed, looking at those kind of references, finding people on, on LinkedIn that may be connected to those organizations. Are there other ways that people, you know, uh, now I know you specialize in the healthcare sector, which is really important. So people may already know their own um, sector within healthcare that they work for, but to research a company, what other ways would you suggest that, um, you know, people really get a feel for understanding that company? And, you know, if we take it out of the healthcare realm, maybe somebody in a different industry to understand an industry that they didn't come from. So um, it depends on if you focus on a certain company 
or if you're gonna focus on a whole on an industry. So if you focus on a on, on, on the industry on a whole, you're gonna try to make the best research what's going on in that industry. So for example, is there something happening? Is Trump coming in and doing something bad there? Is anything that's going on there you gotta know because you wanna drive yourself into an industry and it's gonna be hard without experience. And the only way by getting that is if you're gonna talk to people and they're gonna see, okay, this guy is up to date, you know what he's talking about. So if you wanna switch industries, that's gonna be the main key. You gotta stay on top of it, go onto your email, hit a, um, a Google for healthcare, Google Alerts for that, for this. And that's, that's the way to doing it. And uh, um, try to be on top of it. You don't have to know every little detail, but try to be, overall, you should know what's going on. So when you have a conversation with someone, you meet someone anywhere, you should know something about the field and not just coming in, okay, hey, I wanna go into healthcare, how do I do this? Because that's not gonna work. Um, if you focus on a specific company, then it's gonna be a little bit easier because first of all, you got all those websites, Glassdoor, Indeed, blah, blah, blah. And then you're gonna go ahead and you can go on Google and type in their, their, uh, their website or just their name and try to go to the news feed and try to look up what's going on with them. Is the CEO getting from, is this CTO getting promoted to the C, CPO, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, and that way you have a way into that company because you, right now you can send an email to a guy that just got an executive position and say, hey, congratulations, I just saw on the news that you got that position. When can we talk? When can we sit down? So you always can find little information. The, the smaller the company is, the harder it's gonna be because they're not gonna be announced in the news that someone got a promotion. But you can always see it in their LinkedIn profile or small pieces like that. You can see, okay, he got a promotion the last two months and you can always follow up. And the bigger the company is, the easier it will be to get some information. So when I do my research on certain clients, I know I go online and I see, okay, this guy is short staffed. And I know that I can go to him, hey, I have a plan for you, like do this, this, and this. So the same thing uh, is for the job seeker. If they want to go into a certain, let's say you want to go into operations and you see some facility has a big turnover, you can know and go ahead and say, hey, I see you have this and this problem. I have a few suggestions to make. So that's going to give you the door into the, to, to the executive or to the recruiter you want to talk. I love it. And, you know, it's um, interesting, too, you, you were talking about LinkedIn. And, and I know when you and I spoke earlier, we were talking a lot about LinkedIn and, and how many people really don't use LinkedIn to their full advantage. And, um, you know, one of the things I think about is how many people just have their LinkedIn profile almost like a placeholder for their resume. But because LinkedIn is the way that we get to know each other and we get some background information that it's more vital than ever that people have a very current um, LinkedIn profile, that it matches your actual resume, <laughs> you know, because you don't want to have two different pieces of information out there because then that can lead to confusion, like which one's true, which one isn't. But, um, you know, when you, when you are looking at a candidate for one of your clients, you're going to go look them up on LinkedIn first, correct? What kind, of, uh, what kind of assumptions or what kind of things do you learn about candidates based on what you see on their LinkedIn profile? So it's important to know that the LinkedIn profile, a lot of my candidates really don't hang out on LinkedIn, so I'm not going to be able to find them. So that's another thing. If you're looking for a job, you got to know where your 
candidates hanging out. So a lot of my candidates hang out on Facebook. So Facebook is somewhat a little bit better for me, but it's not it's not on a level that I can do research there because there's not nothing to show really. So um, I really love when a candidate do, does have a LinkedIn profile because that shows that she takes her professional, she or he takes her profession very seriously and they are willing to put herself out there. Um, and, the, and the things that I think we look for uh, on a LinkedIn profile is basically get your clear message on what you do and when a job seeker comes there and say, hey, I know this guy is good for the job because his message resonates with me. And it's basically like, hey, um, you're doing this and this and my company needs someone like you. So mm -hmm. if you can get the clear message, the clearer message is, the better the, better the, the better the chances are that you're going to have someone reaching out out of the blue, hey, I want to offer you a job because you have somewhat of a message saying a call to action. Hey, are you, are you ch a challenge with this and this and this reach out to me and people will start reaching out eventually. Mm -hmm. So, um, I always tell the candidates, if you want recruiters should find you write a clear message, your summary should be clear what you do and what you're trying to achieve here. Even though you're not a entrepreneur or blah, 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 slash. So it's not, it's not something that's, you're really into so you're not going to post every day on linkedin you're not going to be active but just write a nice clear summary what you do so if you're something in project management write a few projects that you have done before and what you're succeeding and the way and that's going to resonate with a lot of employers absolutely well and i even think about you know people that uh, try to connect with me on linkedin because i get a number of those probably 10 or 15 requests a day and I always look at each one and I always look to see what their activity is because I want to see, are they posting things themselves? Are they commenting on things? Are they professional in how they do that? Because I've had people that I've seen pass on things as if it were Facebook and it was very casual and that's not really what I'm trying to cultivate. So I have to watch that myself. And it's interesting to me, um, you know, just kind of helping people navigate between all your social media profiles and what that says to you about you to your future potential employer. Yeah, exactly. And always watch out not to put something embarrassing on any of your social media because um, it's an open world. So someone's going to find it and someone <laughs> will press you on it. So if you don't want to, something should come back to you, don't put it out there. So I agree. That, because no matter how you try to delete it, it still exists somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you can try to delete all your tweets, but it's not going to happen. Someone took a screenshot already five months ago. That's true. It's really interesting to uh, say that I have a, uh, my, uh, he always hates it when I talk about this, but my son is 27 and, and I always, you know, I'm always on his case the moment he has something on Facebook that I say, don't post that. And now it's funny because sometimes he'll post something and he'll send me a text. He'll say, if you, just in case you were just about to tell me to delete it, I already did. <laughs> and I was like, okay, good. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I'm glad you just deleted it. <laughs> well, Henry, I think you have a, a great um, amount of advice here. And so as we get near the end, there's you know, two, two questions that I have. And the, the one um, that I'd like to ask everybody on this uh, event that I'm doing, as well as on my podcast, is really about self-reflection because I think it's important for all of us, the more that we know where we are now in life, we can look back and, and there's other points we would have 
you know, that you wish you would have had some advice. So I always ask, you know, if you, knowing what you know now in your life, as what point in time, if you could go back at any point in time and talk to the younger Henry and give him advice that would have shocked his potential farther or faster or kept you exactly on the same path, at what point in your life would you go back to talk to him and what would you tell him? Um, me and my, myself, when I opened my business, I, I really thought that the key is in the clients. And when I started out, I used to run around and being wild and trying to get any client that I can. And what happened is in the beginning, because I didn't have a strong pipeline, I wasn't able to fill their position. And some of them was like, hey, do you got something for me? You're just running after me and you don't have anything. So um, if I would suggest someone would be an independent recruiter or someone that owns an agency or anyone that is in uh, recruiting or even if you're just selling any product, just don't don't go after clients before you know you can execute. So, um, but by me it was, I, don't have, I didn't have the strong pipeline, so I didn't, wasn't able to execute enough fast and it, wasn't, it, it didn't work in the beginning. So, um, so the same thing is with other recruiters. People always hit me up on LinkedIn and say, I just opened the agency, I just opened that, I wanna get clients. And I said, your problem is not clients. Clients will come after that because if you got the right people, the clients will come to you. So uh, that was one of my biggest mistakes. So if I can go back, I would say, okay, right away, when you open your business, build a strong pipeline, build a strong network, and then start going after the, the clients. I think that's really, that's great. And you're right, it has, um, you know, kind of other reflections in this topic too. Same thing about if you're job searching, just throwing it out there, just trying to see what sticks to the wall is not the same as finding a, you know, a good network, finding the right person to spend that extra little time to get to know, to make that connection and try and make a personal connection. Because to your point, it, uh, and you said it earlier, you said it's a lot uh, more effective to send an email with your resume to the person that is likely either, either to look at it or pass it on than just have it go through an HRIS. And, you know, because these human resource information systems are, you know, they're created to try and help with the flow of people with so many people that you're not an individual in that. And it's easy for a resume to get lost, but that little extra time and attention to slow down and build your network can really help you to land the best next job or the next part of your career. Definitely. I love it. So as we uh, get near the end too, what's the most compelling piece of advice that you have for our viewers in terms of their job search and what you definitely want them to know before, uh, before they go out there and keep going at it? Um, so there's a few pieces of advice. I'm gonna, not going to go into everything. But the main advice is people get frustrating frustrated very fast these days and they start to applying to too many jobs that's not their fit and and then they try to they become crybabies and they start to try hey I can't, I can't find a job no one wants to talk to me and they start saying hey how can I help me and they go oh, well with social media people hate me they don't want to respond to me so that's not the way of doing it the the real way is sit around sit tight and uh Start to applying to only the job that you know it's the right fit, and eventually um, some recruiter will hook up with you. And look out for recruiters. Look out for people that can help you. Just people go to networking events. That there's a lot of people that know other people in the industry and say, "Hey, I'm looking for a job. 
And, uh, and again, the best way of looking for a job really is to stay in your old job, even if you're not that happy. So you're not that desperate. And you don't come across as desperate as anyone that is out there for a few, for a few months and they got burned out and they say, I, I don't know, I'm never going to find a job. And that, that, that really hurts your chances because when you come into the employer and you finally get to an interview, you're all like sitting down with, uh, you say, you're so sad. You look so, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. So the, the main thing is stay focused, stay positive and like make sure that you know where you're going and have a clear route. So know that I want to apply every week for two positions. That is my right fit. And I'm going to do everything that I can to apply every week to two or three positions. And that's going to get you much more attention um, than applying for 100 jobs that none of them is your um, fit and no recruiter will look at. I, that I so agree. That's right on so many levels, especially from your own frustration point, because, you know, the job search process can be lonely. It can feel, you know, it's frustrating. You get your, you know, you feel the hits to your ego because, you know, you're getting so much rejection, which is part of the deal. But also a lot of that comes from our self-imposed behaviors of throwing it out there to see what sticks instead of really slowing down, getting focused and having the right, the right um, mindset of it. But one thing that you said too made me laugh because I thought about, you know, I hired through my career, I hired hundreds and hundreds of people. And I, um, at one point I had this candidate and I really liked him for this position. It was a very high level position, but he was on me constantly. I mean, I had emails, I had texts, I had, uh, he's, you know, quoting me on LinkedIn. We had all this stuff going on. And I said to the VP of HR, I go, I, I know he's got the right background, but this guy is driving me nuts. And she said, well, wasn't he laid off from his last company? Cause his company had been completely downsized. And I said, yes. So she said, he's not working now. And I said, no. And she goes, well, there's your issue. You're trying to run a company. His only job is to get a job. So of course he's going to be right on you. And I said, you know what? I'm glad you made me look at it from that perspective because he was the right person. And when I really sat back, I thought, well, he's not annoying. I just don't have time to give him all that attention. But if I hire him, will he put that same kind of energy to what I need to hire him for? And, and that is exactly what happened. So it was, it was a great uh, kind of an aha moment. But to your point, if you, don't, you know, if you don't have to quit your job, if you still have a job, don't quit it just to find another one. Be miserable in that while you find the next one. <laughs> yeah. And, and people are always mistaking follow-up with, with going after someone. There's a difference. So you, you, you should definitely follow up after applying and after an interview and say, hey, I really enjoyed our conversation. When can we go to the next step? But don't go after the recruiter. He's just a person that deals with 50 other people. He's not going to respond better to you if he's going to send them tech, text messages, <laughs> messages and an email and a voicemail. And all of a sudden, you're turning around and you work, you get out, got out of work and you have 15 new messages from this guy. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not going to work that way. It's just going to show you're desperate. So do follow up and do, do your research and try to add value to the recruiter as well as the company. But don't overdo it. Don't stalk them. Don't stalk your recruiter. <laughs> 
I love it. Henry, we're going to have all your um, contact information on the, uh, the show notes for this as well. But what's the best way that people can find out about you and your company? So uh, you can go to my website, our company website, firsthealthpro.com. Um, that's, uh, that's up and running. We have a blog running there for nurses and uh, for, for employers. We have some articles of both. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active there, and, and I'm happy to, con to connect with anyone that wants to connect and want to add value. Uh, and on all other social media platforms, not that active of all of them, um, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. So hit me up. And uh, That's a lot. <laughs> you're pretty active if you're on all those. It's a hard thing to navigate these days. Yeah. Henry, it was great. Thank you so much for being my guest today. And um, I look forward to our continuing conversations in the future. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Shock Your Potential. To learn more, visit shockyourpotential.com, shockyourpotentialpodcast.com, salesmixology.com. You can find my first book, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees at Amazon. To get a snippet of it for free, text the words, tell me more to the number 72,000. That's tell me more to 72,000.